In this episode, I speak with Business Development Manager at Leverage, Stormy Scott. Key points addressed were Stormy's professional history in retail and banking industries that brought her to her work with Leverage. We also addressed some interesting fundamentals in the world of business credit and financing that are largely unknown by the communities in which they are meant to serve. Stay tuned for my informative talk with Stormy Scott. is Patricia Kathleen, and this podcast series contains interviews I conduct with women, female-identified, and non-binary individuals regarding their professional stories and personal narrative. This podcast is designed to hold a space for all individuals to learn from their counterparts regardless of age, status, or industry. We aim to contribute to the evolving global dialogue surrounding underrepresented figures in all industries across the USA and abroad. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to check out our subsequent series that dive deep into specific areas such as vegan life, fasting, and roundtable topics. They can be found via our website, patriciacathleen.com, where you can also join our newsletter. You can also subscribe to all of our series on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and YouTube. Thanks for listening. Now let's start the conversation. and welcome back. I am your host, Patricia, and today I am excited to be sitting down with Stormy Scott. Stormy is a business development manager at Leverage. You can find out more about the company and everything we talk about today at leveragecalc.com. That is L-E-V-E-R-A-G-E-C-A-L-C.com. Welcome, Stormy. Hello. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. I'm excited to climb through everything that you're doing at Leverage. Um, For everyone listening, this podcast will follow the same in this series with the trajectory and the inquiries based out of the similar trajectory. Namely, a roadmap for that will be, we'll look at Stormy's academic and professional background, and then we'll turn towards unpacking um, her work as a business development manager at Leverage and what Leverage is. We'll get into when it was founded, the transitions, how it's um, grown, all of those things. Um, We'll talk about funding for it, um, and it being a financial company, it's quite interesting. Then we'll um, unpack Stormy's goals and plans for the future. We'll look at how those have changed, perhaps with the most recent COVID-19 pandemic. We'll wrap everything up um, with a half an hour with advice that Stormy has for those of you who are looking to get involved or perhaps um, emulate some of her success. Before I start peppering her with questions, a quick bio on Stormy. Stormy Scott is the Business Development Manager for Leverage, a software and education platform designed to help small business owners and property investors make more informed and empowered financing decisions. Stormy began her career at one of the largest financial institutions in 2016, and through hard work and determination, she advanced herself within the banking system and became a branch manager at Regional Bank. During her time in the banking industry, Stormy saw firsthand some of the struggles business owners face when seeking financing, and her experiences inspired her to want to help create a system to empower Uh, better outcomes for small businesses seeking financing going forward. With Leverage, Stormy hopes to provide small business owners, entrepreneurs, and property investors an advantage in the financing process and empower them to start their funding uh, conversation like never before. So Stormy, I'm excited to kind of climb through that. I think that now is a really appropriate time to be talking about um, the work that Leverage is doing. But before we get into that, I'm hoping you can draw our audience kind of a academic and professional background of who you are and who you um, have been up until your point of working as a business development manager for Leverage. 
Yes. So let's just dive right into that. So um, I come from a family that had very little money growing up. You know, I had to be very, very independent and grow very fast. I, um, I learned at a very young age that if I wanted something more out of life, you know, I really would truly have to rely on myself. So I got my first job at the age of 15 at Subway, which I have to tell you was the biggest deal to me at that time to earn my own money. Um, you know, and at that time I actually did have to pay rent to help my mom with like household expenses. Um, but I didn't mind whatsoever. You know, I continued working throughout my, throughout high school. And um, once I graduated high school, I actually landed a job at a family owned um, department store and um, I continued like getting promoted and that's when everyone was going off to college and I just made the decision at that time not to. And really because at that age, you know, I was making good money and I actually had people who worked under me at the time who just graduated from college, yeah. who couldn't get a job in their field. And, you know, they would tell me about the struggle that they went through, um, having all of the student loans and having to pay them off. And, you know, I just decided that if I continued to work hard, I could get where I wanted through, you know, my, my experiences. And, you know, I did take classes here and there. Um, but you know, then I did get into, like you said, I started my career in banking and I started off working for one of the largest financial institutions. And I found such a passion for helping people with their finances. And one of my favorite parts of my job was actually teaching financial education classes. I went to, um, different businesses and talked to their employees and I taught at different schools and organizations like Dress for Success and homeless shelters, you know, I just, I just loved providing that, um, you know, free financial education because we don't get taught that, in, you know, throughout our school years. I just think it's so important. So um, I then became a branch manager. I actually am originally from Iowa. And a couple of years ago, I made the um, move to the East Coast. And that's when I became a branch manager for a regional bank. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's when I really started working with small businesses and, you know, I met um, many business owners and built really great relationships. And um, I just learned the struggle that business owners face when it came to obtaining financing. Um, first off, some business owners just honestly didn't know what business credit, you know, that that was even a thing, which was kind of shocking, but um, it, it was true. So it was all about educating them and learning kind of how to build business credit. Um, which was great being able to help them do that. But the part that was kind of frustrating for me was um, when I had a business owner apply for any type of funding and they were being declined or they were being approved for like only a portion of what they would apply for. And that unfortunately happened a lot. Um, it was mainly just due to the fact that my financial institution at that time, they are a very, very conservative lender. So mm. you really need to fit in that bank box to be approved. And what I mean by that is like, you really have to meet their requirements. And of course, that's not the case everywhere. Every lender has different loan options, different requirements that you need to meet. But um, anyways, I wanted to just always be on the side of supporting and educating business owners and entrepreneurs. And I didn't want to be that bad guy delivering bad news. I mean, if anyone is listening and has ever gone through that financing process and got, got a no, it's a horrible feeling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I sat there and I was like, is this really what I wanted to do with my career? Or do I want to get into a position where I am able to go out kind of on my own and help more people? So 
Um, my father-in-law um, has a family-owned business in the real estate world and um, in software. And so I decided to get involved um, with the software company because um, I, I loved what it offered business owners. And um, I didn't really want to stay in that corporate world and limit my career. So um, when I had the opportunity, I became the business development manager for the financing software. And here I am. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it, so I want to be clear, go back, going back over as a quick description, um, and I'll have you kind of unpack it for us as well, um, looking at leverage, but it's a software and education platform designed to help small business owners and property investors make more empowered financing decisions, according from your bio. Yep. And um, and I want you to kind of unpack the the real terms of what that means and what it looks like and point to examples and things like that. But before we get to that, I do want to cover the logistics for everybody listening. Um, this the podcast series started off three years ago with founders and entrepreneurs, and so we always cover the same top three, which was when was it founded, who were the founders, and how long have you been working there? Yeah. So a little bit of a background on the company. So John, my father-in-law, um, like I said, he's a very successful real estate developer and had, um, when he was actually creating the software, he had plenty of like ven uh, venture capital, capital and investor interest in the software, but he truly just decided to self-fund it to maintain 100% ownership and keep it a private company. So he could really keep it family owned. And, you know, that really gave us a lot of flexibility um, with what we offer. And for us to have our mission be our own and not have to answer to, you know, to anyone. So um, we really liked that and we allowed, um, it allowed us to determine where our product is a best fit and like enter the market. So um, I personally started with Leverage um, back in December of this year. And Leverage was really created to level the playing field for everyone who was going for business finance or commercial property financing. So our mission is all about empowering people for the financing discussion because we know that four in five businesses fail within the first five years due to not getting the capital that they need. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we all know how it goes when you initially start that conversation with the lender and, and the feeling that people get. And even for the most experienced borrower, it's a little bit of like trepidation all the way to absolutely dreading it. And it's like, why is that? And it's because like you're going in not knowing what the lender's going to say. You walk in having no idea of the outcome. So um, how it started was John actually partnered with a commercial banker to write the um, algorithm for the underwriting in our calculators that we offer. So our original platform um, was created in 2016 and it was named Commercial Loan Success. Um, and that actually had thousands of customers who vetted over a billion dollars worth of deal flow through that original platform over the years. But that platform really was for that experienced borrower who, um, you know, that experienced business owner who was connecting to a traditional bank. And we know that many, many businesses cannot get a loan from like a traditional bank due to, you know, this or that. So we wanted to create leverage, uh, which is our platform now that allows business owners and property investors at any point in their career um, you know, if you're just starting out or you've been in business for 30 years, either way, you have the ability to determine um, if you are pre-qualified for the financing that you're seeking. And what was really cool that I loved and like when I got involved was, you know, we got told by third-party reviews from the software that, you know, it's a look under the hood of commercial underwriting. And that has never been done or seen before. You know, most people don't realize 
how a bank underwrites you. You know, how does your commercial loan loan get underwritten? Like what factors determine how much they give you? You know, people just don't know. Like Patricia, you are such an experienced business owner. Like, have you ever been through the process and do you know? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I do have a familiarity in this just because I'm uh, not a young uh, entrepreneur anymore, but I yeah. do understand that the actual ignorance of um, what's entailed and things that are considered is daunting to people um, and, and not really thought of until they go and do it. And once they do have um, the information, it's usually based on things that they wish they had altered or changed prior to applying for loans. And I'm right. guessing that that's what your company has gone in and kind of solved and and suggested. Do you guys suggest that people get on and find out what their business credit is um, prior to even thinking about a business loan just out of ways to fix it and curiosity? I'm thinking of these ways that people credit karma and places that mm -hmm. help you clean things up. Does your company advise to that end as well? Um, so no matter what with anything, I always recommend that a business look at their credit. I mean, it's actually kind of shocking because like I said before in my banking career, talking to two business owners and they had no idea business credit was even a thing. Um, and when I looked into it further, it was like half of all the small businesses didn't even know that business, like you have a business credit score and it's like, why is it important? Um, so definitely because obviously building business credit is so important part of growing your business. You know, a good business credit score can enable you to move easily to acquire financing. And, in, and it also like increases the value of your company and all, and another reason protecting your personal credit. Um, so mm -hmm. the first step is always ensuring if you want the finance, um, the financing process to go very smoothly for you, start with your business credit, really see, pull your business credit reports. You can go to um, the three credit um, bureaus for business is Experian, Equifax, and of course, of course, that in Bradstreet. And I always recommend, hey, you can go in there, get your business credit report, see what's on there, see what's affecting your credit. Um, you'd, you'd be amazed. I mean, it goes as well as personal credit. You'd be amazed if you see any errors um, that are just sitting there and nobody knows to look and pull it. And then you find this error that's been affecting you. And that's why you can't get business financing. So definitely, yes, start there. <laughs> yeah. When someone arrives at your site, are, are they already in need of business financing? Or do you have people that are also just kind of perusing educational basis of how to kind of look at business financing and business credit? So usually they're, they're ready to take that step. They're ready to find financing, um, especially with the, with the business calculators. You know, you're able to go in and see if you qualify for a loan, line of credit, term, or equipment, like whatever you're trying to do. Uh, but, but another thing that I do find for our property investor um, calculators is that if you are a property investor and you are thinking about getting involved in a, in a property, um, our screeners are going to be able to allow you to know if you're able to get financing for that building, which is so valuable because you don't want to get involved in a transaction and find out you're not going to be able to get the financing for that property. So that kind of, you know, you can go in and sanity check a property as much as you'd like before getting involved. So that's kind of where that educational piece would fit and suit them for that property investor. Right. Do you find with, um, I mean, you mentioned property management and 
I think anybody who's been on the news over the past three months has recognized that it's kind of a, a tenuous time. What have you guys um, spoken to the COVID-19 pandemic opening properties and, you know, um, in some of the more major cities and, and having, you know, a fluctuating um, rent coming in and things of that nature, people not able to provide rent, the government stepping in a little bit later, landlords taking the bill for that. Do you have any, um, have you implemented any new verbiage or considered any new systems given the, like the recent state of affairs in dealing with property management and things like that? Yeah, so actually, I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, so we heard from a lot of, a lot of businesses, a lot of property investors who had, who had a lot of issues. And one thing that we did on the property side is we actually added refinancing calculators um, to all of our property calculators. So therefore, that's what a lot of people were doing. They're like, okay, I'm not going to be able to get rent. What am I going to do? And they wanted to pull out cash from their building. So they went in and tried to see if they could um, get, you know, refinance the pull out cash to kind of weather the storm. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to the business side, um, a lot of businesses were like, I'm going to, you know, I'm applying for the PPP. I'm trying to see if I can get help from the government. And we were just out here saying, Hey, like you cannot wait. Um, you really have to be proactive. Like it's your business. If you're needing financing now to kind of bridge that gap, um, with everything going on right now, it was hard though, because, um, we had a lot of people who came to us and was like, well, I went to my lender that I've banked with and been with for years and they're not able to give me a loan right now. So that was a huge hard part was we didn't know who was lending and what the rules were. They were constantly changing. So we actually, um, throughout COVID, we partnered with 11 Capital because we wanted to create a database, which is called Leverage Connecting. We wanted to create that database for those people who were struggling to find the lenders that were lending. And and we were just saying, go in, see if you can see, you know, turn the software green. And if you can, you can, through a digital platform, connect with a, a lender that is ready to lend to you and find you relief faster. Nice. Do you, yeah. have, um, do you have areas of aid when someone comes in and discovers that their business credit or lending capital isn't what they wish that it was? Do you have um, affiliates or people, um, other companies that you work with in order to help people kind of repair their credit? Um, So we don't have that, like we don't work with any other companies um, at this time, Um, but we do have a really good resource center. So it's kind of like, um, you know, different articles, different blogs, Mm -hmm. um, and different, um, just giving free education on kind of like what your first steps are. And um, I always like to provide my information. If, if anybody wants like a 30 minute consultation with me and sit down and kind of look to see where, where things are at, I'm always happy to do that because that's what I enjoy doing. Right. Yeah. Let's climb into a look uh, of what you said, a look under the hood of the underwriting community. Um, can, what can you kind of illuminate for everyone listening today about what that entails when you're looking at the business credit and um, business loan industries? Yeah, so let's kind of, so back in the day, like you were really able to sit with a decision maker, you know, you could walk into a bank and sit down with like the head of commercial lending and do a transaction. And that person you were sitting with had the authority to pretty much give you the deal. And now with, um, you know, OA and everything, like so much has changed. And you have that relationship banker, you know, out in front to do all the paperwork. And then the underwriter is just completely a ghost, in my opinion. 
you know, the banker um, will advocate and fight for your loan, but they do not make the decisions at the end of the day. Um, you know, you have a customer who comes in and applies for an $80,000 loan and they're like, oh, you know, we can only approve you for 50. And then the customer sitting there like, why? And you can't have, you don't have any communication with that underwriter to really provide a solid answer. And I can't tell you how many um, other customers that would come to me in my banking days who would go to try to get something from a different financial institution and they didn't receive, they just received a letter in the mail saying, oh, your, your transaction has been declined. And that was it, no reason. So um, I just think like a huge, huge, huge problem is the miscommunication of what they're really needing um, from, from the customer. And I mean, I feel like the two biggest reasons that it's difficult for people to get approved for a bank loan is just them themselves walking in not prepared, you know, not knowing what they need um, and how much they really think is realistic for their business. People come in with unrealistic expectations. Um, and when you go in for getting any type of financing, you never want to walk into a situation being unprepared and not knowing the outcome, especially for women. Like, I feel like it is so much harder for us to dive into something completely blind and not knowing what will happen in the end. Like we, as women, would probably not do it. We're like, no, thank you. I'm good. I'll use my personal credit, credit cards, which is horrible, horrible idea. But it's true yeah. because you know, you're going into a financing system that at times are stacked against you. And so you need to level that playing field and navigate that system with confidence. So that's why, you know, we have the technology now that's available to you. And we just, with leverage, we wanted to answer a simple question. Like, are you financeable? Yes or no. And if it's a yes, you know, and maybe you're having a bank tell you no, you need to feel comfortable with going to the next lender. Because like I said before, every lenders are different. There's so many different alternative lenders out there. Um, you know, you can get the financing you need, but you may have to say no because you don't fit their current requirements. And, you know, maybe you've only been in business for a year and a half and they need you to be in, in business for two years. And, you know, you never know what they're looking for. And I mean, now if you are not getting um, financed, instead of like embarrassing yourself in front of a lender, you can take the steps inside the software to become financeable. So you can go back in the software and see where things must improve to realistically move forward before speaking to a lender. So maybe you need more revenue. Maybe um, a co-signer could come into play if it's credit. Um, if you have high expenses, like how much do you need to cut back on your expenses? That, that question is answered within the software. So really just doing what you can do on your end to be fully prepared before going and speaking to a lender is going to change that conversation and you are going to have such a better outcome. And I always like to say like, nobody knows the outcome when you're going in and, and putting your dad into the software because mm -hmm. you know, you're at home, you're at, you know, your office desk and you run an analysis. And if you're pre-qualified, like you go out and you get freaking empowered. <laughs> like take yeah. that report and give it to that lender. And what we tell our customers is to say, I use a third party software that tells me I'm pre-qualified for this loan. Would you like to continue the conversation with me? And that's pretty much just saying, you know, can you do this deal? Yes or no. And right. you, the borrower just completely turned the table around because that lender 
like you're coming in as one of the most prepared borrowers. And that's not like us, you know, us at leverage saying them, but that's actually feedback that we've received from banks because they've hit up our customer service line being like, where can we get more of these leverage customers because they're coming in prepared and it's making life on them easier. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think it's crucial to remember that banks are as humane or as responsible or um, explanative as we make them. You yeah. know, as people and they haven't been required to be, they've been draconian, you know, 2008 pointed that out. But um, even since the repair and things like that in that industry is, is far from good. And um, I think that companies like this that return information, education and power back over to the borrower is crucial in moving forward with our financial systems on the whole. I'm wondering, um, how does your model work personally with the software? Is it um, subscription? Is it a one-time purchase? How does all of that happen with the, and are there aspects of tools for free, the calculators? How does all of that play in? Yeah, so um, when John was actually pricing the software, many people actually were telling him to put a one in front of the prices um, just because like, because of the value of what you get from, from the calculators, but he didn't want to do that because we didn't want price to be in a way of getting people into the software and becoming empowered. So it is on a subscription base. So for $57 a month um, is the monthly plan. And that's great for anybody doing like a short one-term financing transaction with no additional financing or, or refinancing predicted. And that is a pay as you go, cancel anytime. And then we also have the 197 for our annual plan. And that's perfect for that person who wants to like sanity check, um, new financing opportunities. Um, you will be doing more than one transaction in the year. It allows you to um, preserve your dashboard of data for refinancing purposes. And that plan does include like a 30 day, um, no questions asked money guarantee as well. Um, but with our software, so anybody who is looking at business, our business finance calculator is a cash flow tool that really determines that first reaction of a lender. So you go in and how you use it is you input your business information, your um, expenses, revenue, any ad backs that you can put back. And if you can pretty much turn the software green, that means your business is lendable and you can walk into a bank feeling confident. And like I said before, if it's not green, you can really see where your numbers must improve to realistically move forward. And then with our property calculators, we have three different ones, um, multifamily, commercial, and mixed use. And they all have refinance calculators attached to them, like I said, due to COVID. Um, and those actually do really truly do pre-underwriting for those um, properties. So it really depends on who you are and what you're looking to do for those, um, those calculators. It's an awesome tool for anybody who's looking to invest in commercial property to determine um, if you're able to obtain financing for that property, um, like I said. And, and um, in addition to that, with each calculator also provides you a leverage report, which is just a personalizing um, financing report um, containing the transaction metrics that lenders are looking for to initiate and completely jumpstart that funding conversation. And when a lender receives a leverage report, they can look at it and understand it and read exactly what you're wanting to do um, less than two minutes. So really, like I said, yeah, jumps that right. funding conversation. Gets going. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I'm curious, what are the plans for um, leverage for the next one to three years? Is there going to be growth within the utility? And also, before I let it go about the conversation, I mean, it begs the question, especially with the breach some four years ago, do you guys sell information even anonymously about your accounts or do you share it with um, other people, lenders, things of that nature? Is it uh, all private and confidential? It is all private and confidential. We are cloud-based software, so everything you know is protected with your username and password. And one thing that um, that we really wanted to be clear about um, was that when it comes to when you connect with a lender, like that is you connecting with them. Um, we are completely not in the live loan. Um, Details. So once you utilize our software and take that leverage report and then from there, um, it's on you. We don't want to be involved in any of the live loan process whatsoever. Yeah. But um, for our goals, so um, well with leverage, we've only been in the market for a couple of months now with this new platform, Leverage Calc. And, and you know, like it, this is the sister app from the original, you know, and it's been getting a lot of good traction. We figured that we can be over a thousand users by um, early fall and hoping for 10,000 by um, next spring and just kind of continuing from there. And some may say that's a little ambitious, but you know, our platform is really unique and you know, there's nothing in the marketplace that allows business owners the ability to become pre-qualified. Like you wouldn't go out and buy your first home without getting pre-qualified first. Right. right. So, same, same kind of thing, but um, with that also comes like our challenges, you know, when you have a product that no one's really searching for because they don't know it's out there, you really have to, you know, it's my job as the business development manager to really organically spread the word and, um, you know, I work on that every day, connecting to people and making connections with people to just help um, spread the word of what our software can do and um, in, in um, expanding and other goals that we have is we definitely do want to expand into developing some more calculators. Um, there are some unique um, calculators that we want to kind of get into for different business settings that we can create to serve and empower those businesses like company-owned buildings, self-storage, mobile home park, flippers. Is a, um, flipping is huge right now, but our, our property um, calculators are really geared toward commercial um, property. So that's um, five units and up. It's not that residential, um, mm -hmm. you know, one to two um, in those flippers. So that's definitely what we want to get into for sure. Nice. That sounds wonderful. It sounds advantageous. Sounds like it's going to be a busy ride. Well, yeah. We're closing in stormy towards the end of the podcast. And I have my final question that everyone who listens to this series knows I always ask. And that is, if you were um, out and about a social distance tomorrow and you bumped into another woman or female identified non-binary individual who um, said, listen, you know, I've, um, I've, I've gotten a really great footing in the occupational industry. I've, I've done a lot of different career paths. I started off in retail, managing people. I went on. I did a bunch of the banking information industry, and I'm, now I'm going to kind of go into this um, family-run um, business uh, credit financial enterprise. What are the top three pieces of advice you would give that individual knowing what you know now from your endeavors? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, I would have to say for me giving advice um, throughout kind of going around the, um, the same career path is really 
just get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like if you don't get out of your comfort zone, you might find yourself staying in one place and never seizing different opportunities because you were scared. Like if I didn't do that, I would not be where I am today. And I really truly believe that being like discomfort brings engagement and change. And it means that you're doing something that others are and do not be scared of failure. If something is not very new to you, like go out and treat um, failure as an asset um, and learn from it. And um, when you go out of your way to experience new things or when you let things happen to you, you gain so much in terms of personal development. So my advice is get out there and show up for yourself. Nice. I love that. Um, <laughs> I've got get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Do not be scared of failure. Use it as an asset and um, get out there and um, engage. Yes. I love it. That's so wonderful. Well, Stormy, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us and discuss leverage. I really appreciate it. I think it's been eye-opening in kind of considering these aspects of business credit and um, lending, and I'm hoping that everyone in the audience found it as useful as I did. I appreciate your time today. No, thank you so much for having me. And like I said, if anybody wants to reach out to me, please reach out to me personally. Um, my email is stormy, S-T-O-R-M-I dot Scott, S-C-O-T-T at leveragecalc, and that's C-A-L-C dot com. I'd be more than happy to talk to anyone. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. I love yeah. the personal reach out, and I'm sure there's plenty of people that need your advice. So um, thank you again. And for everyone listening, thank you for giving us your time today. We've been speaking with Stormy Scott, Business Development Manager at Leverage. The company's website is, again, leveragecalc.com. Until we speak again next time, thank you for your time. And remember to always bet on yourself. Sláinte.